Donald Trump in a series of late night posts Sunday on Truth Social that went well into the wee hours of the morning on Monday, showing, I guess, that he's clearly losing sleep over his legal problems. But in these posts on Truth Social, Donald Trump announced that today he is going to be attending the hearing for the appellate court on whether or not he is immune from criminal prosecution in the January 6th case. But he says the issue of immunity is not necessarily so much about him. It's really about president Biden. He is the one who needs to be really concerned about what this appellate court may rule on presidential immunity. Here is what Donald Trump put in a multi-part post on truth social. Again, this came in the wee hours of Monday morning. I will be attending the federal appeals court arguments on presidential immunity in Washington, DC on Tuesday. Of course I was entitled as president of the United States and commander in chief to immunity. I wasn't campaigning. The election was long over. I was looking for voter fraud and finding it, which is my obligation to do. And otherwise running our country. If I don't get immunity, then crooked Joe Biden doesn't get immunity. And with the border invasion and Afghanistan surrender alone, not to mention the millions of dollars that went into his pockets with money from foreign countries, Joe would be ripe for indictment by weaponizing the DOJ against his political opponent, me, Joe has opened a giant Pandora's box. As president, I was protecting our country and doing a great job of doing so. Uh, just look around at the complete mess that crooked Joe Biden has caused. The least I am entitled to is presidential immunity on fake Biden indictments. Then shortly before I, uh, 1 AM Trump blurted out, make America great again. Oh boy. That's a lot of nonsense. Now here's the thing. Let's take this kind of point by point. He says that he was not campaigning because the election was long over. Uh-oh, that's kind of a problem for your legal defense, you dumbass. <laughs> your whole legal defense was, you know, that, that you were looking for voter fraud because you were going to overturn the election. Those were the actions of a candidate. If you're admitting that the election was long over, then that means you understood that nothing you found was going to change the election because in your own words, it was long over. Don't think that that's not going to come back to bite you in court. Then of course, he says that president Biden could be indicted, you know, for the, for the border in, in Afghanistan. N not, neither of those are criminal. And you're talking about who's getting millions from foreign governments. There was literally a report from last week that showed that you got $7.8 million as president from foreign countries. So you may not want to open that Pandora's box, buddy, because there's a lot more money in your box than there is in anything we found for Joe Biden. Because so far after a full year of investigations, Republicans haven't found anything on him but there's lots of widely publicly available evidence that you did the same thing you're accusing Biden of doing. But the most important thing that everybody needs to remember is that this case is not on whether or not a president is immune from prosecution. That is not the central issue to this case. The issue is whether or not Donald Trump was campaigning or was not campaigning. Were his actions that of a presidential candidate, therefore he can be prosecuted, or was he doing it as president, Therefore he is immune because those were presidential acts. Given the fact that his campaign, not his administration was actively involved in the efforts. It's fairly obvious. This was a campaign issue, not a presidential 
issue, right? It's as simple as that. It genuinely is. The Trump campaign has now been tied, like directly linked to the fake elector scheme in multiple different state investigations. So it's clear that this was being done by a candidate. So to sum up here, Trump is intentionally trying to mislead his followers into thinking that this case could do away with presidential immunity. That's not true. That is enshrined in the constitution. So Biden has nothing to worry about. Okay. You see how that works? Trump doesn't want his followers to know that. And of course his followers aren't going to take the time to go and look it up, but it is what it is. Trump's going to show up today in court and he's probably not going to have a very good day. During an interview on Meet the Press this past weekend, Republican Representative Elise Stefanik, who is in the Republican leadership in the House of Representatives, is already admitting that Republicans, herself included, are considering not certifying the results of the 2024 election. Even though no voting has taken place at all in the 2024 election yet, we're still 10 months away from it, Stefanik is already saying, we may not certify it. Here is how that exchange took place. You had host Kristen Welker on NBC's Meet the Press ask her, would you vote to certify and will you vote to certify the results of the 2024 election, no matter what they show? Straightforward question. Well, Stefanik didn't answer that question. She instead started ranting about unconstitutional acts circumventing the state legislature in Pennsylvania and unilaterally changing election law, blah, 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 blah. So Welker asks again, she said, would you vote to certify the 2024 election results? And this time Stefanik gave this answer. We will see if this is a legal and valid election. What we're seeing so far is that Democrats are so desperate. They're trying to remove president Trump from the ballot. That is a suppression of the American people. And the Supreme court is taking that case up in February. And that should be a nine to zero to allow president Trump to appear on the ballot because that's the American people's decision to make this November. Also not an answer to the question. So Kristen Welker, a third time had to ask Stefanik, you know what, before I even get to that, I got to address the bullshit she says in here, right? We'll see if this is a valid and legal election. You have no reason to think that it's not. Uh, you then say the Democrats are trying to remove Trump from the ballot. Most of these initiatives to get Trump kicked off the ballot and state by state by state are being driven by Republicans. So why don't you get your facts straight before you go on national television and tell the public something that is blatantly untrue. Okay. Also that's for the people to decide. No, it's not because it's literally in the constitution. The constitution decided it. The constitution, this amendment, the 14th amendment, section three was ratified over a hundred years ago because they understood sometimes voters make very stupid decisions. So they took it out of the hands of the voters because they clearly can't be trusted. And when you got propagandists out there like Elise Stefanik, yeah, there's good reason not to trust the voters. So anyway, Welker then asked a third time, will you only commit to certifying the results if former president Trump wins? D does that mean only if former president Trump wins? And Stefanik says, no, it means if they're constitutional, what we saw in 2020 was unconstitutional circumventing of the constitution, not going through state legislatures when it comes to changing election law. That's not true. That is another blatant lie from Elise Stefanik, not going through state legislatures to, to change election law, but like that, that's not, that didn't happen. 
You're just now making stuff up. It's not even that you're lying. It's that you're just concocting things in your head that never happened in reality. Folks, that is what we are dealing with on the right. You know, I deal with people every day who, who, who are upset about what Biden has done. They're, they're not big fans of him. They want him to be more progressive. And look, I'm right there with you. I get it. I get it. I'm not an idiot. But how can you look at the other side and see the danger that they pose? How can you look at them and still say like, well, I'm just going to sit it out. I'm not going to vote for Biden. He's made me mad. I don't like three or four of the things he's done. And some of the other things, well, he didn't do as much as I wanted. He did a little bit of it, but not as much as I wanted. Like these people are making stuff up. These people on the right are living in an alternative reality, selling you lies and fantasy every day. And you're just going to sit out the election because Biden did a couple things you don't personally like grow up. Like that is my message to, to the people like that. Like grow up. <laughs> this is ridiculous. We are already having Republicans blatantly tell us they're not going to vote to certify the election results. That's what Elise Stefanik said there. I'm not going to do it. So we could be looking at another January 6th type situation because of people like Elise Stefanik. And we still got folks on the left throwing little temper tantrums over Biden, not being progressive enough. I, I, I feel like I am progressive as progressive as the next person. And I am deeply disappointed with a lot of the Biden administration. I'm also grown up enough to understand what's at stake. If people like Elise Stefanik and her Republican acolytes, including Donald Trump, get more power in this country. And that scares me a hell of a lot more than four more years of slow progress under President Biden. Well, folks, we've got another Donald Trump's brain doesn't work segment for you today. And this past weekend at a rally or speech, whatever you want to call these little hate fests that he throws in Iowa this past weekend, Donald Trump told the audience that magnets do not work once they get wet. He says, once the magnet gets wet, it's done with no more magnet. If there's just a little bit of water on it, the magnet is done. Here is Donald Trump's exact quote. All I know about magnets is this. Give me a glass of water. Let me drop it on the magnets. That's the end of the magnets. <sighs> okay. Um, no, that's, that, that's, that's not how magnets work. Magnets can work when they're wet. Magnets can work underwater. The question is, why did you even say this very crazy and stupid thing? Well, the answer is, you know, innocuous enough. Well, not really, because it's still a weird thing that he's bitching about. Uh, he's mad that the U S Navy has decided that they're going to use magnets. You know, they get the, the plane, the long cord with a magnet on it to move elevator parts onto aircraft carriers. And Trump says they ought to be using John Deere. He literally said like, why didn't they use John Deere? Why didn't they bring in the John Deere people? Do you like John Deere? I like John Deere. And that's a direct quote from the former president of the United States who swears that he is the only mentally competent person running for president. That was after he said that magnets don't work when they get wet. So, oh my God, like, I don't even know what to say, folks. Donald Trump is clearly not all there. He is not playing with a full deck at all. 
So for all those people who are like, well, President Biden's old and is mentally diminishing, he's not this mentally diminished because either this is a sign that Donald Trump's brain is just broken, or it's a sign that Donald Trump is dumb as a rock and shouldn't be trusted being back in the office of the presidency. It's definitely one of those two things. And they're both equally scary. Is he genuinely this stupid? Because if he is, oh my God, we are headed straight towards idiocracy. If he's this mentally impaired, then somebody needs to pull him aside and be like, listen, dude, you can't do this. Like you're, you're not there. Something's wrong. Let's get you some help. Let's get you evaluated. Let's get you medication. If you need, need it, let's figure out what's happening because something is going wrong and it's going wrong very quickly in your brain. Magnets work perfectly fine when they get wet. And to his other comment, like, I like John Deere. Really? What's your favorite piece of John Deere equipment, Trump? Like, where, where, what do you, what do you do with John Deere? Do you have a John Deere riding mower that you ride around your golf course every day? I mean, do you have a John Deere tractor that you're out there tilling up the soil with? I mean, what exactly is Donald Trump's connection to John Deere that makes him love it so? The, the answer is none. There isn't one. There, one does not exist. And, and I'm getting frustrated here while talking about this because we are dealing with someone who continues to maintain that, again, he's the only mentally competent person running for president. No, there is something deeply wrong. There is something disturbingly creepy wrong with this man's brain. And if you don't think so, then there may be something wrong with you too. Lauren Boebert is being investigated in the state of Colorado for allegedly punching her ex-husband in the face at a public restaurant on Saturday evening. Now, I am sure that by now, everybody watching this knows this, right? And when I first saw these headlines, of course, they came out on Sunday. I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to do this segment. I was thinking in my head for a full day, all the things I was going to say about Lauren Boebert, all the insults I was going to lob at her until more information came out. Now, I'm going to tell you this whole story and I'm going to preface it by saying, if what Lauren Boebert is saying is true, I am siding with Lauren Boebert on this. Let me read you this from the Daily Beast. This is what started it. Uh, an anti-Boebert super PAC called American Muckrakers, who does great work, by the way, I love them. Uh, they first publicized the rumor of the incident Saturday night in an eye-popping post on X, formerly Twitter. Jason Boebert told the Daily Beast that the details of the altercation on American Muckrakers was accurate and that his ex-wife had, quote, punched him in the face multiple times. Jason Boebert also purported to have a witness to the events and said that he took back his claim that police were too aggressive with him. I respect our officers and appreciate what they have to endure. I shouldn't have said anything negative toward them. I was unhappy. Now, in an official statement to the Daily Beast on Sunday, Lauren Boebert said, quote, this is a sad situation for all that keeps escalating and another reason I'm moving. I didn't punch Jason in the face and no one was arrested. I will be consulting with my lawyer about the false claims he made against me and evaluate all my legal options. Okay. That's, that's the first part of the story. And it seems like, okay, Lauren Boebert's out to dinner with her ex-husband, which, you know, okay, I guess a little weird, but whatever. You still got kids together. You have to get along. You have to be amiable. 
And then she just starts punching him in the face in dinner. And that's when I was ready to just unload all these insults I had prepared on Lauren Boebert. But then later, Lauren Boebert added more. And her aide ended up telling the Daily Beast the full story, Lauren's version, granted. Although Jason Boebert does say that he's going to ask the police to just drop the investigation. But that only happened after the aide to Lauren Boebert told the whole story, or again, at least Lauren's version right now it is a, he said, she said thing, but listen to this in the early evening on Saturday, the aide said it was already getting physical. Lauren Boebert had driven to her ex-husband's house to pick up one of her sons for dinner at her mother's house. Jason Boebert was home, the aide said, and as Lauren Boebert and her son were leaving for the car, he tried to move in close to hug her. She put her hand on his chest to keep him back. When Jason Boebert called later that evening to apologize, he asked if they could meet in person. Lauren Boebert agreed. However, the aide said she wanted to go to a public place, anticipating that, especially given the alleged behavior earlier in the day, he might be confrontational. Congresswoman didn't want it to be he said, she said situation. They chose to meet at Miner's Claim, a restaurant in Boebert's small hometown of Silt. Inside at the table, Jason Boebert apparently started, quote, being disrespectful, being an asshole, getting lewd, the aide relayed. The alleged behavior revolted Lauren Boebert, but that seemed to make her ex more aggressive, the aide said. There was then apparently a physical altercation of indeterminate severity. Jason Boebert made a motion towards his ex-wife to grab her. It was an aggressive move, not romantic, the aide said. As Lauren Boebert described it, the aide said she tried to keep him back and in the process put her hand in his face put her hand on his nose. So Jason Boebert, apparently outraged, called the police claiming that he was quote, a victim of domestic violence. The Boebert aide said Lauren Boebert then called the non-emergency number and told the police there was no domestic violence and that she'd be happy to speak with an officer at the restaurant. So if what Lauren Boebert via her aide is saying is true, it appears that Lauren Boebert was afraid of Jason Boebert. Now, Jason Boebert's got a history, you know, that's well-documented. We have talked about it, including in the very past, you know, according to the uh, arrest records, domestic violence. So if Lauren Boebert was in fact afraid that this man, you know, like she said, made a move that was aggressive, then yeah, I'm not going to fault her if she punched him in the face or even if she just kind of put her hands out to stop him. I, I think that I think that's okay in that instance, if she feared that he was about to get violent with her, knowing his history, knowing what happened earlier in the day. And again, all this hinges on which side is telling the truth. But given the fact that Jason Bobert has said, like, he's going to call the police and tell them to drop the investigation kind of seems like Bobert may be telling the truth for once. Now, either way, this doesn't bode well for her in her new district, right? You move districts. And the first things you're making headline for is allegedly punching your ex-husband in the face, you know, without all of the, the context. And it is a, he said, she said, as I say, but yeah, probably not going to help your chances of retaining your house seat. And honestly, you shouldn't be in Congress. You clearly ha- have some problems, some personal life problems that absolutely need to be dealt with for the safety of your children. Like Lauren Boebert does, she doesn't just need to not run for re-election. She needs to resign now. She needs to be done. Her, her family life, her personal life, again, the kids do it for the kids, Lauren, 
because this seems like a very serious and unhealthy and potentially dangerous situation for them. It's time for you to do the right thing and go worry about those kids. Because if what you're saying is true, then you need to have a hell of a legal fight on your hands to get the full custody and not let Jason near them. Now, if you're not telling the truth about what happened, then maybe Jason's the one that needs to do it. But either way, you guys have, I think, what, four kids together. And this is definitely not a healthy situation for them. And that's not fair. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.